is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today we want to talk about something that a lot of people might find very unsexy in their business, talking about taxes, accounting, bookkeeping. Very, very necessary and very important for every business, but obviously not everyone's cup of tea. So therefore, I have with me as a guest on a podcast today, Matt Rimasi, who is the founder of CapForge. CapForge is focused on bookkeeping for online entrepreneurs and e-commerce founders. So we are exactly there where we want to talk about. Matt has helped thousands of clients with their finances to get them in order and to get past the fear of being judged on their bookkeeping. And hopefully he will give us some insights today on how we can get better on that side. Hi, Matt. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Matt, give me a bit of a background where you're coming from, a little bit of your story. What got you into accounting for e-commerce businesses? Sure. So uh, I you know, went to an MBA program and worked with small businesses in a lot of different capacities, consulting in various things. And uh, we really started to focus on bookkeeping. That was a need that we saw a lot of businesses have. And one day, about six years ago, sort of out of the blue, a client called and said, can you help me with my bookkeeping? I run a business where I sell products on Amazon. And of course, I'd heard of that, but we'd never had any clients that fit that profile before. So I said, sure, let me, you know, take a look. We'll see what we can do. And so there was a big learning curve to figuring out which reports we needed to run and the best ways to record this and how to track the fact that, you know, you might've bought inventory five months ago that you're now finally selling this month and then you won't get paid for until next month. So getting all that figured out, putting it together, making it easy for the client and giving them good, accurate financials was a steep learning curve. But we got through the project, the client, that that original client was very thankful. And he said, hey, uh, by the way, you know, I'm in a Facebook group. Do you mind if I share your name? Because I know there's some other people in the group that are, you know, having a similar challenge. And yeah, I said, great, I'd love to do that. And here we are, you know, all the years later, over a thousand e-commerce clients. It it became our specialty, uh, but not because of any brilliance on my part. or strategic planning. It just lucked into it. It it became a great group of people to work with. There was a lot of demand. Not a lot of people, you know, had that expertise and had spent as much time living in that e-commerce world as we did. So the more we did it, the better we got, the smarter we, you know, could work with clients, the faster we could uh, help them out because we'd already knew, you know, they'd say, I'm having this problem with fulfillment or that problem. And oh yeah, I know we've got 400 other clients with the same problem. And they go, oh my gosh, finally, you know, somebody that knows what I'm talking about, because I was talking to my local bookkeeper and trying to explain to them how Amazon worked. And I was talking to my tax guy and he had no idea what I was, you know, trying to tell him how my business ran. So it's so nice to talk to somebody who's, you know, knows what I'm talking about and anticipates the questions I'm going to even have before I say them. So it it was dumb luck, really, that we ended up where we did. But uh, I'm very happy that it turned out that way. Okay, that's a very familiar situation to me. Uh, When I started 20 years ago, it's a long time, I started my first startup in 2001. And um, me and my business partner were looking for an accountant. 
and we did a SaaS business, which was brand new back in the time. No one actually knew what we were doing. And it became a really hassle to find someone at the end of the day to be able to understand what accounting, bookkeeping, taxes for us meant. And we went through, I don't know, five or six different accountants and bookkeepers and tax consultants, and they literally had no idea what we were doing. And then finally, we found someone who sort of took the risk on board to learn what we did. So similar to what you just said, how you got started into it. And I think even nowadays, a lot of um, businesses that are um, brick and mortar stores that venture over into e-commerce, they probably have their accountant for many, many years. And now one of a sudden to this uh, mama pop business going online, there is a completely new approach and their resources they have used for 20 years probably will not understand what they're doing now. Right. What do you see is is the the biggest challenges for a uh, usual accountant or bookkeeper to understand the differences between a normal business and a business that runs online? So with two things that we see happen a lot, a lot of the tax and the bookkeepers and the CPAs are used to working with, you know, a restaurant or a gas station or a retail shop. They're not used to the, the timing and the cycle of, um, of the e-commerce world. So they, a lot of times, they'll only do cash accounting. So they'll start with your Amazon deposit. But as you know, right, your Amazon deposit may be only 60% of what your sales were, right? If you had $10,000 in sales, Amazon may only end up sending you $6,000. So they only record and start from the $6,000 and completely you know, ignore, overlook all that additional revenue that came in that then went out as Amazon fees and Amazon ad spend and things like that. So right off the bat, you're kind of getting a skewed result of what your your finances look like. And then a lot of times too, because they're doing it sort of cash basis and just the easy way, they'll just say, oh, okay, you bought $50,000 worth of inventory. So I'm going to enter that as an expense. Well, now it looks like that month was terrible, right? You lost all kinds of money because you had this $50,000 expense. But in reality, it might take you six months to sell through that inventory. So really, you know, you should only be entering the amount that you sold that month as the expense, the rest of it should be sitting on the balance sheet as an asset, right? It's still inventory you still own. You're still going to have future revenue from that inventory. So it's it's not that they're not good at their jobs. It's just the mindset. They're, they're used to dealing with it like the businesses that they typically work with. And when a deposit comes in, they just record that as, as income and that's it. They don't look at all the other pieces that they're not catching because they're not running the reports. And then they're expensing the inventory purchases just as cash uh, and not looking at the fact that, you know, that inventory may take months to sell. So it's really just a matter of having the experience to know what to look for uh, and, and how to record this stuff properly. And that's the skill we've developed over the years. But, you know, very few people, if you're not, if you don't live in that world, you just don't realize you don't know what you don't know. No, exactly. And obviously, e-commerce businesses or the technology behind it, looking at Shopify and WooCommerce and other platforms, are evolving very, very quickly. And there's new technical solutions coming on board pretty much every day. So you're looking at more payment providers, you um, look at... um, pay later providers you see a lot of different apps coming up every everyone charges differently Um, not every app provider is locally for you um, in in the united states so it's a very global business and i think um, a lot of smaller accountants cpas come to their limits very quickly when things become international 
And I Absolutely. think with, with, with e-commerce businesses, you are bound to deal on the international level from day, no, day one. How do, you, how do you deal with that? What kind of specific problems brings that with it? So, I mean, we've got a lot of clients who are located internationally who sell in the United States and also clients in the U.S. and abroad who sell in the U.S. and in other international markets. You're right. I mean, the borders really come down when you're talking about e-commerce, because if you're you know, sitting in California, you order products from China, it gets shipped to the UK and sold then, you know, there, you're touching a lot of different countries, but you can do that now with the technology, with internet, with the way the world works these days, you don't have to be in any of those locations. You can do all of that literally from your bedroom and run a six-figure, seven-figure, even eight-figure business out of, out of a very small space just using technology. So, you know, for us, again, it's been a learning curve to understand exactly the best approach, how to, you know, track things in multi-currencies and work with accounts like, you know, Payoneer and TransferWise and AirWallets that allow currency conversion and, and you know, multi-company or multi-country uh, operations. But I think you're absolutely right. You know, most local firms, CPAs, bookkeepers, as soon as you say, well, you know, I'm based here in California, but I have sales in Cal uh, Canada and Mexico and the UK, and I'm ordering supplies from Vietnam and China. They go, oh, forget it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do any of that. So, uh, you know, clients can come to us and we are able to handle that. But it's been, you know, it, we had to invest time and, and effort into learning the best approaches and how to work with those different systems. And now it's second nature to us. But I think, yeah, for most people that you walk in and you tell them that's your situation, they're going to, you know, to show you the door, right? Sorry, I, <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> I think it's a lot about a bit business optimization. I'll give you an example. I had my company for two, three years in Wyoming in the US while being living myself in South Africa as a German. So that already was very international. Then I started optimizing the whole thing, moved my company to Singapore, where it still is. I meanwhile in Cyprus. And there's a lot of moving parts from, from my personal side, but the business state working all the time without any problems. How much do your clients basically profit from your knowledge? How much are you more a consultant on get the business set up right than just doing the numbers? Right. We take, you know, we take a holistic approach. We try to do all, all of those things, right? So one on the, the sort of baseline is getting your bookkeeping correct because it's very hard to make good management decisions if you're unclear on, how much is coming in, how much is going out, and the profitability of your operation, right? Without knowing that, you're really kind of in the dark. But then from that standpoint, we also look at, is there a better setup that you could be utilizing, right? We have an, a, a foreign client who's happened to contact somebody in Illinois, and they set him up in that state. Well, he wasn't even living in the US, so it doesn't make sense to set up in a state where there's state tax when you could be in a state like Wyoming or Delaware and avoid that extra cost. So he didn't realized that that was even something to, to ask about and they didn't give them very good advice. So we look at that and try to help clients out or clients in the US, a lot of them now have, have opted to move to Puerto Rico where the tax situation in Puerto Rico is very favorable for entrepreneurs who, you know, not everyone can up and move to Puerto Rico, but if you can, if that's an option or if you're about to sell the business and have a big exit, you know, that might be something worth considering. We'll at least put the option on the table. And also just from a tax standpoint, right? We had a client who before he was even a client, he came to us and said, hey, my CPA, you know, I got this letter from the IRS that said I owe $85,000. And I don't think that's right. That seems like a lot, but my CPA 
told me I just have to pay it. We looked at it, reconfigured the books, refiled the return. Not only did he end up not owing another $85,000, he got a $75,000 refund. So <laughs> a, a huge swing, right? So we try to look at the whole picture. How is your business working today and how could it be improved, both with the bookkeeping from the tax standpoint, the entity setup, where you're located, all of those pieces to what whatever extent you can optimize those will at least give you the options and then you can decide you know, what makes sense for you. But, but not even having the options makes it really difficult to make good decisions. No, 100%. And I think that's where an um, entrepreneur who has so many moving parts in his business, specifically when they start up, um, there are so many puzzle pieces they're busy with and they're all over the place. And then focusing on the part that they probably like the least is, is very difficult. And then also from the point of understanding the complexity of taxes, of accounting and all of this. Now, how do you think is the, the easiest way to um, to deal with getting all these numbers together? So I know about systems and I'm using them like Xero, um, like, I don't know, QuickBooks, Sage and whatsoever. Is there any preferred solution that <clears throat> you go or that you use? We, we predominantly use QuickBooks. Um, QuickBooks is a great accounting system for small businesses. And even when I say small, our, our biggest client had $110 million in annual revenue, annual turnover, and they were you know fine with the QuickBooks setup that we had. It worked great. It, but the, the important thing is to use a proper accounting system. I would say QuickBooks works, Zero works well. There are options like from GoDaddy and you know Wave is a, is a free option even, but those aren't really full accounting solutions. They're sort of halfway measures that you know give you a little bit of the of the data, but not the full data. Or sometimes people rely on Seller Legend or Seller Board, some of those other platforms that are really good dashboards for daily sales tracking, but they're not full accounting systems. So step one is to make sure you're using a proper accounting system. And step two, I would say is, you know, if you don't have the time to really learn and understand how to do it yourself, this is something that's very easy and inexpensive to outsource. But you're, you know, if you outsource it to the right firm who knows what they're doing, you're going to reap the rewards of that outsourcing decision as, you know, in lower costs and taxes, better decision making, better, you know, entity selection, jurisdiction selection than anything it's going to cost you. And sometimes people, have that false sense of economy. Well, I'm going to save two or $300 a month and do the books myself. But like our client who had the $85,000 tax bill, right? How much did you save by doing it yourself? You know, you, you made poor choice there. So, you know, it's one of those things I always tell clients, spend your time doing the things that only you can do. Only you can come up with new brand ideas and really drive the business growth and make those top level decisions. But you don't need to be spending your time on admin tasks and things that a VA could do or an outsourced firm could do. You know, you only have so much time. Spend it where it's best used and where you get the highest return on investment. Very, very true. Yeah. I always say you need to basic understanding of everything that you do in your business, but you don't need to become an accountant or bookkeeper or anything like that right. um, or outsource to an expert. Now, obviously, you need to learn how to read a balance sheet and how you read your an annual reporting. I mean, that's, that's something that you would need to, to have um, at least and you will understand how your business runs. 
Now, what would be your recommendation if somebody is in a situation where they have the feeling mm, it might it is just working so so, um, but might be better, and they sort of shy away to move from one accounting firm to another? Um, how long does it usually take? I mean, you already touched a little bit on this. What's what's the process there? Right. I mean, we always offer anybody who's interested a second set of eyes, a free review, and we'll go through. And if if I say, hey, look, everything actually is running pretty well. Your numbers look pretty accurate. I don't have any, you know, recommendation that you switch or fix anything. You know, great. And, and then at least you have the peace of mind that whatever you're using is, is working okay. If we do a review of somebody's situation and we say, well, it looks like, you know, there's some things that aren't accurate. There's some things that you could improve on. There's some changes you could make that would really help your situation. We'll just lay it out. And, you know, here's what we would suggest based on our experience working with a thousand other sellers in a similar situation to you. But there's no, you know, hard sell or pitch, right? It, it's up to each person to decide what they want to do, what's best for them. Um, so obviously, you know, a lot of people do come on board, but it's not always the right decision for everybody or the right fit. So I don't take it as, you know, a, a sale, right? 99% of our business comes from referrals from other satisfied clients that we work with, which I think is a testament to the fact that they're happy with what they're getting from us, happier than what they were getting maybe somewhere else. But, you know, it's up to each individual to kind of decide what makes sense for them. We just like to lay out the facts. And usually the facts speak for themselves, right? You can go with option A and option B and option A clearly benefits you a lot more. You can just see it in the numbers and the data. It's not a, you know, it's not a feeling. It's not, a, it's not a, you know, um, sort of hazy idea that it might be a better option. It's very black and white, A and B and A looks better based on the data, but, you know, each person can decide for themselves, but I'm happy to talk to anybody, do a free consultation, no cost, no obligation, just to, so they can get a second opinion and see where they're at. Mm -hmm. Are there any companies, industries, niches that you would not work with? No, I mean, everybody that, um, you know, anybody in the e-commerce space is uh, somebody we're happy to work with. And even online, we have, you know, SaaS companies, we have uh, content-driven companies, we have affiliate marketing kinds of companies. Um, but our biggest single niche in the online space is e-commerce. And then within that is probably Amazon, you know, FBA, private label sellers. But we have folks doing wholesale, folks doing arbitrage, um, you know, drop shipping, uh, direct to consumer, Shopify stores. So, you know, at this point, we've got at least one of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that. Yeah. When it comes to international taxation, you mentioned the the, um, the example of somebody who was not in US based, um, had the company in Illinois. Um, how do you deal with that? Obviously, international taxation is also a little bit of a, a mystery for it's very difficult to find experts there, put it that way. I have been through that. And it was not an easy task. How do you deal with that? Right. So, I mean, the There's obviously a limit to what we can advise on. We can advise on the U.S. portion of what's happening. And then we can also make sure that the bookkeeping, which is a fairly universal process, you know, across country lines, you know, income, expenses, it's all fairly universal classification and coding for that. So what we help a lot of clients figure out is like, you know, I mentioned the, the, the foreign owner who had a, an LLC in Illinois. We helped them move to Wyoming and clear themselves of any US tax because they were in a country where the US, there was a tax treaty between the US and their country, they were Australian. Um, and so we were able to help them have zero tax in the US 
and be set up and compliant as far as the US and have good e-commerce bookkeeping that would give their Australian uh, tax professional the best chance of being able to prepare a proper return there. So obviously we can't advise on the Australian tax situation, but by having the books done correctly, it's much more likely that you're going to get the best tax treatment. If the books are a mess, then no matter what, how good your tax person is or what country they're in, if the books are a mess, the chances of them doing a, a proper return and paying the right amount of tax is very low. So with proper books and the U.S. tax situation sorted, then it's really just the, the last missing piece is whatever the home country tax situation is. I think you did a very, very good explanation there. So that should be easy to understand for everyone and makes makes a very complex topic very easy um, to lay out on how it works. What would be your golden nugget or your recommendation for someone who has just started an online business and has not much background when it comes to accounting, bookkeeping and all of these things? What would you be your advice there? Sure. I, two pieces of advice. One is to even from the very earliest days, right? Try to separate your business from whatever else you have going on, other businesses or personal accounts. Right? Don't have your business deposits go into your personal account. Don't use you know, personal credit cards that you use for personal expenses or other business expenses commingled with this new business. It's just going to make it that much harder to separate out when it comes time to really you know, put proper bookkeeping together. So if you can open a separate bank account, And then if you, you know, you can't get a separate business credit card probably for a brand new business, but if you have a separate credit card that you don't use for anything else, just use that for that business and just keep that, you know, on its own. Don't commingle it with other businesses. Don't commingle it with personal activity. It's going to be much easier for you to then see how well is this business doing? You won't be masking its performance with deposits from other things, expenses from other things, uh, and trying to sort it out. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, the sooner you kind of can start with getting this done, the better, right? A lot of times people call and they say, hey, you know, taxes are due in two weeks. I've been running this business for a year and I have yet to do any kind of accounting or bookkeeping. Well, you know, hopefully we can scramble and get everything ready for you, but it really hasn't left any time for planning or any time to, you know, get this done and we may miss the deadline. So rather than waiting you know, until right before the deadline to finally be motivated, the sooner you can start, the better off, the less stressful it is. And also you can use your books, you know, to make, again, use it as a management tool to make decisions about the business. It's not just, you don't just need bookkeeping so that you can pay taxes. Yes, that's one thing you can do with it, but really it's an important management tool in running the business. So running without that is to your detriment. Yeah, very good advice. Um, I think you just made the unsexy part a little, a little bit more practical, a little bit more approachable and take taking the fear away from people approaching the, this whole topic in their business, which is necessary and um, which obviously will at the end of the day also show you if you're making a profit or a loss in your business. Where can people find more about you and your company? Sure. So the best place to find us is go to the website capforge.com. It tells you, you know, more about our services, who we are, what we offer, pricing, things like that. And then from there, you know, if you're interested in a free consultation just to chat, you can reach out to us. There's a email contact form. Our phone number is right on there. And again, I, I'm happy to chat with anybody, whether you're just getting started or you've been doing this for years. 
uh, to kind of see where you're at, see if there's anything we can help with. If now isn't the right time to start, you know, no problem. It's no obligation. We'll talk now. Maybe we can help you out down the road. Maybe, you know, someone else we can help out. You know, it's all, it's all good. I'm a strong believer in karma. So <laughs> I'm happy to talk to anybody, help anybody out. And, uh, you know, it will, it'll all sort itself out in the, in the end. Seems like a great offer. I will put the link as always in the show notes so that everyone who's interested can contact you directly and then take it from there. Thanks so much, Matt. Um, coming to an end with our coffee break here. I think there was a lot of insights and uh, useful information in there. And I hope that a lot of people do not get in trouble with their IRS or whatever the tax revenue services in their specific country by not doing the right bookkeeping and accounting tasks. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Hey, Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers, and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store, strategy, offer, marketing, sales, and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program, where I show you how to remove the guest work out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a Application-only program to apply, go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.